Aren't we thankful? You know, uh, I know that uh, some have grown up without a mother. And uh, it's a deficiency. Thanks, y'all can be seated. Um, But that's one of the purposes of uh, the church. Is that if you really become a part of the family of God, you have lots of mothers then. Is that right? You do. You do. If, If you will. And so nobody should be without this uh, wonderful element in their life. Would you turn please to Isaiah, the 49th chapter. They'll put this on the screen. And believe with me for utterance and anointing here and in Sarasota and everybody watching with us online. We have a lot of people that join us every service. A lot more than are in the buildings. (laughs) Isn't that something? And um, so uh, it's wonderful that I believe this, you know, people are using uh, the internet and technology for wrong things, but I believe this, one of the main reasons God gave it to us was to get the word out because the time is short. So believe with me, please. Father, in Jesus' name, we ask you for utterance. We ask you for the anointing, exactly what you would say to us, what you'd show us, what you'd minister to us this morning. And adding unto us that which we need for tomorrow and enabling us to come up to where you want us to be and to advance in you and to fulfill uh, what you've called and made us to be and do. We ask it in Jesus' name. We believe we receive it. Amen. Amen. Everybody said out loud, I have eyes that see. I have ears that hear. I have a heart and a mind that can understand. And receive. And I am. A doer. Of the word of God. Hallelujah. Now when you do those things. You will have. Manifestations of God's power in your life. You will have. Every every case. Uh, in Isaiah. The 49th chapter. And the 13th verse. Isaiah 49, 13 says, Sing, O heavens, and be joyful, O earth. You know, we, the Lord's had us on the, the joy of faith. Talking about our joy on uh, Friday nights. And did you hear the person uh, talking about joy and being healed and getting strong? Well, the joy of the Lord's your strength. It just is. Well, sing, O heavens, and be joyful, O earth. And break forth into singing, O mountains, for the Lord has comforted his people. Say that out loud. The Lord has comforted his people. Went on to say, and he will have mercy upon his afflicted. Comfort and mercy. Verse 14. But Zion said, the Lord has forsaken me. And the Lord has forgotten me. Now there are a number of people who feel that way. In the earth today. Where's God? As far as they're concerned, he's nowhere to be found. And it seems to them like, and and the reason it does is because the enemy is bringing these thoughts. Bringing these feelings. God doesn't care anything about you. He doesn't know you exist. 
Here they're saying, the Lord's forsaken me. The Lord's forgotten about me. 15, verse 15. And the Lord said, can a woman or a mother forget her sucking child that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? Not likely. Right? Hmm? How many new mothers nursing their infants got all the way home and realized we forgot something? What? What? Oh, the baby. We didn't bring the baby home. How many times have you ever heard of that happening? <laughs> but he goes on to say, yes, they may forget. With human beings, there's a lot of stuff possible that shouldn't be. Hmm? I mean, it's not normal. It's not usual, but it, it has happened. You know, we've heard of mothers who were full of drugs and did bizarre things, forsaking their children. He said, it could happen, yet will I not forget you. As unlikely as it is for a mother to forget the child she's nursing, God said, it's, it could happen, but it's not going to happen with me. I'm not going to forget you. Oh, hallelujah. Verse 16, behold, I've graven you upon the palms of my hands, and your walls are continually before me, talking about his people. God is... A parent. All parenthood has come from him. Why are there husbands and wives and fathers and mothers? Why didn't that work out some other way? It's because God has ordained it to be that way. And all true fatherhood comes from part of the character of God. And all true motherhood comes from part of the character of God. And he has within himself all of the qualities of the best father you ever heard of and the best mother you ever heard of. Now, uh, he's always, God's always referred to as he. And he's referred to as father. And yet, he does possess all the attributes of the best mother as well. Now, this can sound strange to us. Uh, but you remember when he made man, he made one. Is that right? And only afterwards, when man was naming all the animals, and all the animals were male and female. And God said, it's not good that the man should be alone. And so he took part of the man out of the man and created woman. Which means, originally, they were together. All, all of it was together. Like him. <laughs> because he created man in his own likeness. In his own image. Hmm? <laughs> Don't write me any long letters about that. Just study it out for yourself. But I'm just. Uh, I'm wanting to emphasize today. 
that all of the qualities of the best mother that you ever heard of and beyond is him. It's in him. It's part of him. Hallelujah. That's where motherhood came from. Was out of him. Out of God. And he, his kindness and his tenderness and his comfort as a mother would has sometimes been lost in people emphasizing his judgments, his great power, and many have an idea of God as being very hard. Don't they? But it's not true. I said it's not true. Now he is holy. There's nothing impure about him. Cannot be. And he is righteous. He's not going to pervert justice. He, or do anything that's not right. For anybody. He will never pervert justice. It is impossible for him to lie. Or be a part of any kind of falsehood. Or deception. And yet. Even. If he passes judgments that don't please him and that are not his will, as is the case many times, his heart is going out to those wanting to help if they would let him, if they would allow him to, if they'd be willing to repent and change. He's ready. Uh, you know, you, in the book of Revelation is full of judgments, some of the most Severe and most uh, complete. And yet, with some of those that had been the most wicked and done the most awful things, he, he's warning, I'm going to judge and I'm going to do this. And then he'd say, unless you repent. <laughs> Except you repent. Is that not kindness? Is that not mercy? Sometimes after generations of evil and destruction, and he still says, Unless you repent. This is going to happen. It's coming. Except you repent. Is there mercy there? Is there kindness? And uh, God has revealed himself through motherhood. Throughout the earth. He's done so through fatherhood. But he's done it in different ways. Men are different from women. Fathers are different from mothers. And they're supposed to be. We live in a generation of confusion. <laughs> but I'm in firm agreement with my father in the faith, Brother Kenneth Hagin, who's in heaven now. He said, a man ought to look like a man. He ought to smell like a man. He ought to talk and walk like a man. He ought to be a man. And a woman ought to be a woman. She ought to look like a woman, smell like a woman, walk and talk like a woman. She ought to be a woman. I know it's not politically correct. I know people have all kind of ideas about it. But there's no way that somebody wound up in the wrong body. There just is no way. How did that happen? How did it happen? Hmm? Where spirits get in bodies? It was a Monday. The angels weren't paying attention. Oops. And somebody said, just let it go. Let it go. 
I'm not. I know people have experienced a lot of pain and difficulty in these areas, but they've gone the wrong way. And people say, well, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't born what I appear to be on the outside. That's just not true. The truth is spiritual influences start working on little ones even before they're born in the womb. And if you yield to the wrong influences, you'll take on the characteristics of whatever spirits are influencing you. And if you believe lies and yield to this over a period of years, you become something you should not be. But to say God made you that way is just not true. I said it's just not true. We should glory in what God made us. Huh? I would never make a good woman. I just know it. (laughs) So I'm not going to try. I'm going to be a man. And and I, I hurt for people who are struggling with these things because they're so adamant and rebellious and they try to force you to accept it. But the truth is, they are never going to be happy. They're not going to be happy no matter how much they try to do. They're not going to be fulfilled. They're always going to be challenged in their identity. It's not good for them. It's not good for anybody. But we should not envy another's place. Hmm? Yeah. A mother should rejoice in being a mother. Yes. And a father should rejoice in being a father. Yes, sir. Is that right? Yes, sir. And let God show different sides of himself. Come on, can you see this? So that there is just this well, I shouldn't say, this complete manifestation of his character and his person and his ways. And we should not let the world harden us. But we should yield to what uh, beautiful motherhood portrays so amazingly. The, the tenderness of the mother nursing a child. The, the beauty of the way a mother can comfort. A lot of times infants, uh, are, if they're unhappy, there's only one way. <laughs> to get them happy. Is that, anybody know what, what that way is? Mama. You need mama. Why? Because there is a comfort out of the mother for that little one that nothing else approximates. Nothing else can do. And every one of these things is true about us and our God. There is a comfort you can't get from anybody else like you can from him. You can try to find it in a pill or in a bottle or in stuff, and it, it won't cut it. And thank God for people, but you can't get from people what you can get from him. That's right. And he's not angry at us. He's not being hard against us, even if people have gone off into sin and, and wrongdoing. Like a mother, like a grandmother. They're wanting that child to come back. A good, honest mother or grandmother is not going to tell the child what you're doing is right when it's not. 
I'm not talking about compromise. But at the same time, I remember we were up in a, a large city uh, some years ago, uh, driving around with a, a bishop and his wife of another uh, denomination. And we went through a really rough part of town. And there were some, uh, some men and women out on the street corner, and it's obvious they were up to no good, and, and uh, they looked rough. And, and uh, the, the, the mother uh, that was the bishop's wife as we were driving through, she we went around the corner and you know, some people might think, you know, well, there's danger here. But that's not how she saw it. She, she looked out the window. She said, that's somebody's baby. That's somebody's baby. And that's the truth. That's somebody's baby. And instead of getting fearful and getting hard and getting judgmental, if we would let the kindness of God and the tenderness of God come through us, Oftentimes, hearts would melt on the other end, and there would be a response. We need mind renewal, Hmm? don't we? Because in this world, you get used to how the ungodly do things, and you can become hard and fearful and judgmental. In 1 Thessalonians, in the New Testament, 1 Thessalonians 2, Paul said by the Spirit of God. Now, he's a man. But yet listen to how he's describing what the Holy Spirit is saying through him. 1 Thessalonians 2.7 says, We were gentle among you, even as a nurse cherishes her children. So being affectionately desirous of you, we were willing to have imparted to you not the gospel of God only, but also our own souls, because you were dear to us. This is tenderness. This is kindness. This is love. Some have uh, misunderstood and mischaracterized our God. He is righteous, unyieldingly so. But that doesn't change the fact that He is continuously desirous that all of His would come in. And ready, is he ready, always ready, to forgive, ready to receive, ready to restore. He's not willing that any should perish. Is it true? Is it true? The gentleness, the kindness, the graciousness. I've heard preachers say, well, you know, I know they don't like it. But that's just tough. I mean, it's just my job to tell them the truth. That's just my job. I just lay it out like it is. Well, that's not true. If you just say it like that, leave it like that. The Bible said in Ephesians, speaking the truth in love, they may grow up into him. The proverb says, the sweetness of the lips increases learning. Say that out loud. The sweetness, the sweetness of, the lips of the lips increases, increases learning. learning. What, does that, what does that mean? It means it's not just what you say. It's how you say it. How you say it can make a big difference in if it's received or how it's received. Hmm? 
And you know, sometimes people in their mind, uh, as, as far as witnessing, you know, they, uh, they come across brusque. And, you know, you, you see signs on the road, on churches, on other places, you know. Uh, you're going to hell if you don't change, basically. I mean, just the judgment is pending. And, and, and the only thing that's emphasized is the judgment of God. And, and, and in their mind, there's this stern, stern figure that basically you ought to be scared out of your wits about. And people have not seen the kindness of God and the goodness of God. And Romans says it is this goodness of God that leads you to repentance. And other translations says kindness. The kindness. You know, are you saved? Well, I don't know. You better get saved. You're going to hell if you don't get saved. (laughs) Judgment is coming. End of the world is coming. (laughs) Well, the Lord told the disciples he would make, they were fishers. He said, I'm going to make you fishers of men. Well, do you understand, if you go out to the, we we saw some people fishing on the river yesterday. Uh, But they weren't just going out to the the edge and and taking their their hook in their line and going, bite it. (laughs) Bite it. (laughs) I said, bite it. <laughs> no, no. Good fisherman knows how to, to lay it out on the top gently, move it a little bit, and go, Don't you want this? <laughs> you want this. That's right. right? Yes. Does it make any difference how you approach yes. your words, yes. your tone? Yes. It does. A lot of times, you know, uh, you, I, I wanted to ask people, you asking or telling? You know, the way you come across is so brusque. And people think sometimes, I've had people say, well, that's my prophetic anointing. No, it's just being fleshy. It's just being impatient. It's just being unkind. Not willing to take the time or to make the effort. Is the Lord kind? Is the Holy Spirit, do you know the name, the name that Jesus gave us for the wonderful Holy Spirit? The Comforter. The Comforter. He was the agent that created the earth when the word was spoken over it. And yet, when we see a form to, to help us understand the character of the Holy Spirit when he came on Jesus out of the heavens. What was it? A dove. Could have been a lion. Because he's strong. Could have been an elephant because he's big. Is that right? Could have been a whale. Why a dove? He is the comforter. He is so big. And yet he's so gentle. Talk about a gentle giant. <laughs> That's our God. One word can resound and create stars throughout the universe. And yet he's able to whisper to you in a tenderness that is unmatched. Hallelujah. And the more you know him, the more you become like him. You take on his qualities and you develop in his character. 
and you learn also how to be kind. Uh, listen to some, some of the, these words in the Psalms. Let me just read some of them to you. Psalm 36, 7 says, How excellent is your loving kindness, O God. Therefore the children of men put their trust under the shadow of your wings. There's the picture. This is the picture of the mother hen with the little chicks. And there, there is such a picture of this, and Jesus described this. When he came, the Bible said, to his own, and his own received him not. And at one point, he on a hillside overlooking Jerusalem wept. You remember that? Jesus cried and said, if you'd only known, if you'd only realized the day of your visitation. What's he saying? That your, your longed, sought for Savior and Redeemer is here. And he was telling them, I, I would have gathered you like a hen gathers her chicks. I would have said, come, 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 get, get under the cover <laughs> of my mighty wings. And how many understand, under the wing, the predator can't even see the baby chick. Can't even see them. Under the wing, you don't get rained on. And if it's cold, you're toasty warm. Oh, come on, come on. Man, that preach wouldn't. Under, under the wing. Under the wing. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Under the wing, it's safe. Under the wing, it's quiet. Under the wing, it's warm. That's the mother hen. Is that right? And that came, why is there a mother hen? Because there are those qualities in God. And so it's in his creation. Hallelujah. (laughs) Oh, somebody say thank you, Lord. Psalm 63, 3 says, your loving kindness is better than life. Your loving kindness is better than life. My lips shall praise you. The devil's such a liar. He's such a liar. He's telling the church and the world either there is no God or if there is a God, he created this thing and gave it a spin, barely knows what's going on. He's too big to care. And even if he did care for some, he's not going to care for you. You've messed up so much. You've failed so miserably. You've come so short. He's basically written you off. He's got other people that's worthwhile he's dealing with. Lies. 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 The truth is. Oh, hallelujah. The truth is, like the scripture said in Jeremiah 31, 3. The Lord said, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, 
I have drawn you. The truth is, he cares about you. He cares about me so much. He keeps track of the numbers of the hairs on our head. He knows. He wants you and I to approach him. He wants you and I to ask him for mercy and help so that he can. He wants to prevent any judgment or any destruction in our lives. He wants us to run to him and run under his wing. Yes, sir. <laughs> and let him comfort us and keep us and protect us and spare us. Oh, but there's a lot of independent little chicks doing their own chick thing. They are their own chick. And a chick without the mother hen, there's a word for that, lunch. For the wolf. Is that right? Lunch. We need to be close to him. We need, there are so many people, it's, you know, I I ache sometimes about it. People are so hungry for love, for acceptance, for some kindness, for some tenderness. But many of them go the wrong way about it. They've gotten mad, they've gotten bitter, they've gotten hard, and basically they're pushing away everything they so desperately need. If we just humble ourselves, like the little chick, and come a-running, beep, 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 I need, Lord, I need you, I need you. That wing had come up, zip right under there you go. My grandmother's in heaven. Uh, She's known around our parts as Sister Lena Pearl Moore. Good southern names. You have two in case something happens to one of them. (laughs) Two names. And uh, she was a secretary and treasurer and Sunday school teacher at the church there for, man, I don't know, 50, 60 years, I she saw generations. She taught their dads, and then she taught the kids, and then, and uh, just one of the greatest grandmothers you ever had. And my brother and I would stay there uh, after school. We'd go there and catch the bus, and and stay after school. And oh man, we get off the bus, and, and we called her Mama, and Mama would have fresh tea cakes Ooh. and rice pudding was a dessert and you get off the bus <laughs> and uh, if things were going a little rough man you want to go to mama's house because if she'd make you some fresh tea and she'd always pull out a dozen things for you to eat you know and the table's full and she's still pulling out stuff you know <laughs> don't you want to bite well mama mama I just ate yeah what else do you want she keep pulling other stuff out, just like she didn't even hear you you know I, we just ate <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know if you got in trouble with mom and daddy all at once you decide I need to go to mama's house 
<laughs> I know one of the first big fights Phyllis and I had after we got married. <laughs> and she, just, just within a few months, she learned, Mama is where you need to go. <laughs> My grandmother actually came to her. She was older, but she walked, I don't know, half a mile or something, and, and she came and uh, Phyllis told me later. So she came and sat down and, and, and didn't ask her all the details, but she knew we were having some trouble and I wasn't there. And, and uh, she said, uh, said she, Phyllis said she patted her in the hand and said, Oh, honey, them old Moore boys, <laughs> they get stirred up sometimes, but that's all right, baby. And she comforted her, helped her, and made her some dumplings and stew. <laughs> Man, if you don't have a good mother and a good grandmother, you missed out. Right? And it's not just human, that's parts of God. Is everybody listening? These are these things came out of God. And He's expressing them to us through these gifts we call mothers and grandmothers and great grandmothers. And you might say, well, I, I missed that. I didn't have that. It's not too late. We've already mentioned this. Yes. If you have a good church. Yes. And you will not play around, but actually get in there and be a part. Yes, sir. You will find. How many on these teams have found a mother? 100%. Or a grand? Come on, look at all these hands. A, a mother or a grandmother or a sister or a brother. That's, that's why the, one of the reasons the Lord led us to do these kind of things. Yes. And uh, if you do what the Lord tells you as far as being a part, you'll never be without a mother or a grandmother the rest of your life. And I don't care if you're 60 years old, you can still use a grandmother. Is that right? Hmm? Who don't need a pat on the head and a fresh tea cake? Who, who? You ever met anybody that just never needs that? Somebody say glory to God. Glory to God. <laughs> I know my, my mother was that to me and, and my grandmother. And thanks be to God. Listen to Psalm 103. 1 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Is God full of goodness? Then he's full of the benefits of that goodness. And he begins to list some of the benefits. He forgives all your iniquities. He heals all your diseases. He redeems your life from destruction. He crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. And he satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Crown means encircle. Encircle. He encircles us with what? Well, when the mother hen does that, when she, when she puts her wings over, that's an encircle. An encircle and a cover. Hallelujah. What did the 23rd Psalm say? Surely, goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. 
I'll dwell in the house of the Lord. Is that a safe place? Is that a good place? Forever. Oh, somebody say, thank you, Lord. Psalm 145 says, the Lord is great. Verse 8, the Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and of great mercy. The Lord is good to all and his tender mercies are over all his works. Is this true? God has been misrepresented. He's been mischaracterized. He's been portrayed as hard, hard, hard. Only judgment. Uncaring, untouched, unfeeling. And yet, the Bible said concerning Jesus, who's the, who is the express image of the Father, everything he said and did was the revealing who the Father is and what he is. And it says we don't have a high priest that cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. In all points, he was tempted just like us, but without sin. He knows. Sometimes people say, nobody knows what I've been through. That's a lie. Huh? Nobody knows what I felt like. That's a lie. Nobody cares. Great big lie. Great big lie. Quit believing lies. It'll take you down. It'll strip you. It'll destroy you. It'll hurt you. Huh? Quit trying to be so tough. That you can do everything without anybody. What do you need to do? Cheep, 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 cheep. Run, run to the master. Dip under that wing. Once in a while you can peek through the feathers. At the one going about like a roaring lion. Trying to seek any little independent chicks that he can devour. But safe. Under the shelter, under the covert of his wings, warm in the tenderness of his embrace. You can look through the feathers and go, nah, 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 nah. you can't get me. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In 2 Corinthians, the, uh, the Spirit of God reveals this. 2 Corinthians 1.3 said, Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, He's the father of what? Mercies. Not just mercy. Mercies. Plural. For every area of life. And he is what? The God of all comfort. Say that loud. He is the father of mercies. He is the God of all comfort. Verse 4 went on to say, who comforts us in all our tribulation that we may be able to comfort them which are, are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. Hallelujah. You can't give what you don't have. If you're not comforted, you can't comfort someone else. 
If you don't have peace, you can't minister peace. If you don't have joy, you can't minister joy. If you're not receiving love from him, it's going to be challenging for you to minister love. Such as you have. That's what you give. That's what you can give. And you don't have, what do you have that you didn't receive? Only way you have it is because you received it. God, oh, this is wonderful. He is the God of mercies. He, the Father of mercies. And the God of all comfort. And all of us need comfort. Hmm? We do. And if you learn how to run under his wing. Dwell under the secret place of the Most High. The shadow of the Almighty. And you learn how to let let him love you. And you learn how to receive that love. You believe how much he loves you. You believe how kind and tender he is. You believe how inclined his heart is towards you. If you don't believe it, you won't receive it. You won't experience it. But if you believe it and you open up yourself to him, you'll receive it. You'll be strengthened. You'll be comforted. You'll have peace. You'll have joy. And the next thing you know, you'll leave that place of fellowship and you'll run into somebody who's hurting. Hmm? And just so happens, you're full of comfort yourself. (laughs) You're full of peace. You're full of strength. And the Lord will give you words and actions. And sometimes as simple as just putting a hand on their shoulder and saying, the Lord is faithful. He won't let us down now. He's helped me. He'll help you. Is that right? And it not just be empty words, but tangible spirit in those words. And they are comforted with the comfort God comforted you with. And it flowed to you and it flowed through you. Can you say amen? In, in the seventh chapter of 2 Corinthians, he said this. If you read this whole passage, you see Paul really went through some stuff. He, he, he says, I was pressed out of measure. He, 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 he thought he was done. And yet, notice what happened. By the seventh chapter, he's describing, he said, great is my boldness of speech towards you. Great is my glorying of you. I am filled with comfort. I am exceeding joyful in all our tribulation. He's going through all his stuff, and yet he says, I'm full of comfort, and I'm full of joy. Now listen how he got that way. Verse 6, God that comforts those that are cast down, comforted us, how? By the coming of Titus. Can you see that? He talked about how God comforted him, and now he gives us some insight as to how it happened. Titus showed up. And God used Titus. Actually, we'll say it more accurately. God comforted Paul through Titus. The characteristics of the most amazing mother came through Titus. (laughs) and he was comforted like a mother comforts her nursing child and Paul needed it right then he said not by his coming only but by the consolation wherewith he was comforted in you 
Where did Titus get his? <laughs> they ministered to him. They encouraged him and ministered to him. And then God used him to minister to Paul. And then some of this is coming back through this letter now to us in Branson in 2016. <laughs> is this amazing? He said, verse 13, Therefore we were comforted in your comfort. Yea, and exceedingly the more we joyed for the joy of Titus, because his spirit was refreshed by you all. This is one of the great reasons why we're told not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. But we're told to fellowship with each other. And that the communication of our faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing that is in us in Christ Jesus. Because on this given day, I I may have more comfort and joy than you do. But on next week, you might have more comfort and joy than I do. But if we'll hang out together and let God minister, come on, can you see? I'm receiving through you. You're being blessed through me. And we're experiencing an increased level of comfort and joy throughout the family of God. And we're letting God love us. We're letting him be tender and kind and gracious and forgive us. Thank God for the qualities of mother in God. It came out of him. He created it. Aren't you thankful? We don't just live in a hard, cruel world with nothing we can resort to. In the midst of this, in the midst of tribulations, you and I can live in a cocoon. <laughs> We can live in a warm, bright place in the midst of a dark, cruel world. Let me tell you one more how to do it. One more time how to do it. Cheap, 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 cheap. Get under the wind. Run. Don't run away from him. Run to him. Humble yourself and let him overshadow you. And love you. And be tender to you. Well I'm a grown man. You need it worse than anybody. Come on. Come on. Come on. You've lied to yourself that you don't need. Come on. Not about being. There's nobody stronger than God. And there's nobody more tender than God. Hallelujah. There is no contradiction. Stand on your feet everybody. Oh hallelujah. Lift up your hands. Lift up your heart. Oh, tell the Lord how you how you love him. Let him be tender and kind to you. Let him manifest his goodness. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Let's go up one one step. How about it? He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High 
shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He that dwells in the secret place most high shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, and I Brother Dave. 